All right, welcome back, No Problem Parents. So today's episode is all about how to have more fun in our life as parents so that we can raise more fun to be around kids. Wouldn't it just be nice if life was all sunshine and roses and unicorns? Well, unfortunately it's not. I mean, currently you might be experiencing some financial hardship, maybe the loss of a family member or friend. Maybe you've lost a job or you're in transition, or maybe you've just learned that your child has a diagnosis that is either affecting their mental or medical health. And what do we do when tough things happen? My guest today is gonna talk to us about how there are some things that we can do, even though we can't prevent bad things from happening, we can do some things to bring more joy into our everyday life. Let me introduce you to Julie Jones. Julie believes that finding joy in your journey begins by intentionally doing things that fill your cup. Modeling how to live a life with purpose and passion helps us not only in our own daily life, but also as we recover when bad things happen. Julie is an award-winning speaker, international best-selling author of the book, Stop Waiting, Start Living, and an adventure and breakthrough coach. Julie is also a TV producer and her show on the Zandra Network debuted November 3rd of 2022, just a little over a month ago. She is a master connector of people who is passionate about supporting high achieving entrepreneurs and getting off the merry-go-round of feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and tired. She focuses on being in the moment and living life easily, effortlessly, and with more fun. As a former police officer and SWAT member, Julie knows that there is no promise of tomorrow and she coaches individuals to face the fear and take massive inspired action. Welcome back to the No Problem Parenting Podcast. This podcast is full of tips and tools, services and resources that can help you in the day-to-day behavior struggles with your kiddos from infant to adults. Want more? Check out the No Problem Parenting three-step perspective that will lay the foundation for solving behavioral issues with your children and family. This 96-minute audio-video program is educational, simple, and easy to navigate. Go to noproblemparenting.com to get started. All right, so welcome to the show, Miss Julie Jones. I am so excited to be here and um, I just love spending time with you, Jackie, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to speak to your audience today. Well, I'm grateful that you're here. I just was saying to you before we started recording that I was excited to have this interview today because you are like the epitome of fun. Um, the adventures of Julie Jones. Like, I, I mean, I know that there's, it's like not every day is like a fun, super exciting day, but you are the optimist. You are the person that is going to, even when things are going rough or there's like, it's tough times or things are hard or whatever, you're going to find the good in it. And you're not just going to find the good, but you're going to bring the energy and the excitement and the fun to whatever's happening that day. You you have a really good way of shifting mindset and making sure that that life is an adventure. It is. It, you know, it is an adventure and it's a choice, right? Because that's what I always tell people each and every day. I've often said, and you may have heard me say this before, that my life is not sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns all the time. Although I choose that a lot of the time, right? Because bad things can happen at any given moment. And it's a choice on how you decide to respond. You know, like I I often talk about, like if I went out to my car right now and found that I had a flat tire, well, you know, you do what you got to do to get the flat tire taken care of, 
But then I decide, okay, well, is it just a bad moment or now do I just trim it a whole bad day? Even though like all these other amazing things could have happened in any given day, it's a choice. It's a choice, you know, at any given moment, how we perceive things and bad things do happen, but it's a matter of deciding, okay, how am I going to respond? Because the only person that you can be responsible for is you. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love about you is that you're really focusing on the parents, the adults, the moms and the dads who are on that merry-go-round of feeling overworked or overwhelmed and tired. And as parents, a lot of times we are super overworked, overwhelmed and tired. But you wrote a book called Stop Waiting and Start Living. And so I want you to tell us a little bit about why you wrote that book and what the reader is going to learn. Sure. Well, you know, I'm very proud of the book and it's it's hard to believe that it's almost coming up on a year of it being out. And it went to international bestseller in three countries. And the premise behind the book is because of my time that I spent as a police officer. So I was a police officer and SWAT member in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area for about 10 years. And then I moved out to Arizona 21 years ago. And I love living out here just because of the weather, right? But my experience as a law enforcement officer gave me some key skills, like critical thinking, getting off the fence about making a decision. But more importantly, it taught me the important lesson of living for today. You know, um, I saw how quickly life could change here today, gone tomorrow. Nobody guarantees you that tomorrow for whatever reason. And I don't know why, Jackie, I believe that everybody has their expiration date on the back of their head. And when it's your time, it's your time. And unfortunately, there were so many times that I had to go and give notifications that a loved one was not coming home anymore because of a tragic accident or whatever had happened. And again, all of those dreams, those goals, everything in that moment just crushed. And I saw it in my own life as well. My mom passed away 18 years ago at the age of 59 from early onset Alzheimer's. And that was a big wake up moment for me as well, because I knew that my parents had their entire retirement life planned out for themselves. Luckily, my dad had been able to retire at 55, which meant my mom left working around 52. But then, you know, the the disease, you know, started to take over and she was misdiagnosed. They told her that it was menopause, you know, and the memory loss was because of all of that. And then when we finally got the diagnosis, she was pretty, you know, advanced into the disease. And luckily, my parents had at different moments in their life decided to live upon their dreams, but they still had so many that went to the wayside because of my mom's disease. So that's exactly why I wrote the book. So the book is designed to be an inspiration. What it is, is that you read a chapter and there's questions after each chapter that you can journal on and just cause you to take some action, inspired action. Like, what are you waiting on? Like, what is holding you back? Because I know the moments in my life that when I saw my parents doing what they wanted to do, how that inspired me. And then at times, you know, my parents, when they held back, how that affected me as well, right? Like I, not too long ago, well, so my my dad passed three years ago, but he passed at the age of 78. 
And when he was 73, I invited him to attend a personal growth seminar. And I told him, he asked me what it was about. And I told him, and, you know, I, I said to him, it's about, you know, like finding your dreams again and living out your dreams and all those kinds of things. And my dad said the most heartbreaking thing to me at that moment, he said that um, he had stopped dreaming a long time ago. And mm-hmm. there should never be a point in our life that we ever stop dreaming. And I will tell you that even though my dad maybe never verbally admitted it, he was in a relationship at the time that wasn't the best for him. And after he went to that three-day class, do you know, he broke up with that woman and he found someone, you know, that was much better suited for him. He lived so much happier, you know, until he, until he passed away. I just feel like as, as parents, a lot of times when we're in the hustle and bustle of raising the kids, all the responsibilities that come with it, all the, you know, little to do's, the schedule, all the things. And oftentimes we either, if we're a two parent home, we're kind of letting our relationship with the other parent fall by the wayside. We're not making it priority and, or we're not doing things that fill us up. Um, and so that's what I really love about your stop waiting, start living book, Julie, and just even who you are in your, as a coach, that it's like finding that passion or that dream that you have. And even if it's not, you can't make it a reality right here today. And in the moment, there are little things and steps that you can do that you can take so that you can achieve that at some point. And so talk to us a little bit about how you even start, like you have a dream or you have an idea. Maybe you want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe it's not work-related at all. Maybe it's just a, a hobby or a passion, an adventure that you want to go on. How do you even begin to uh, to really make yourself priority and shift your mindset of there is a possibility that I I can stop waiting and start living? Well, and I, I really as you were asking me, all these, you know, ideas were coming to me. And the biggest thing that I want to encourage those people that are listening in is really to involve your kids. You know, like if you have a big dream, a big goal, something that you're going for, and let's say that you can provide some type of reward at the end of that. So maybe you decided you wanted to go to a class or maybe let's just say for for your health, you want to run a marathon, right? Well, running a marathon or even a half marathon or even a 5K, right? That takes time. That takes time for yourself to go ahead and, and be able to run and get the stamina to be able to do that, right? Well, sometimes your kids don't understand. However, if you involve them in the goal and tell them that this is what you're doing, Right. And maybe at the end, like, hey, listen, if, you know, mom is able to accomplish this goal, then we're going to go and do X and whatever X looks like. Maybe it's a a party at Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if Chuck E. Cheese is still around, you know, but there's Dave and Buster's. I know Dave and Buster's. Yes. Right. 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 So there's like all these different things. And once the kids are bought into the goal and they know what's in it for them. I mean, they'll practically be pushing you out the door. Like, hey, mom, hey, dad, don't you have to go run? Like, don't you have to go do this? Because they are bought into the goal with you. Sometimes I think as adults, we're not always engaging and bringing our kids into our goals, our dreams, those types of things. Because for me, I guess like the biggest, probably, I don't even want to say regret, but the thing that I know that I learned is not asking my parents what their goals were and what their dreams were. Like they didn't open up and share that with us. So for me, as I grew older, like goal setting 
and all of that type of thing was all foreign to me. It was new. Like, I, I mean, we learn so much from our parents. Like they are our first role models. And so like, even in my family, my parents, you know, they worked really hard. My dad started working at the age of 25, spent 30 years in a career working for the city of Milwaukee and retired at 55, had that employee mindset. So then when I decided to become an entrepreneur and run my own business, now granted, right out of college, you you heard me say I was a police officer. I dove right into go to school, you know, get a degree, get a good job. I fell right into that because that's what my parents set as an expectation for me. And then I realized that that didn't fulfill me because I am a dreamer and I have a heart of an entrepreneur, but that was all foreign to me right? Because my parents didn't talk about it. So like if whether or not that that is something that you do, like it's so important to to talk. I, I remember us having sometimes like Sunday family conversation, like we'd sit around the table and talk about different things, game nights, always, you know, family dinner time. And I know how busy that we have gotten as a society, but those are the things that children remember. Like they don't remember sometimes the presents, the gifts, all the stuff. They remember the time, the memories, and the experiences. You know, I have a a nephew who's about to turn 18. And once again, you know, he's graduating as a senior from from high school. And his birthday is um, in the month of November. And so I reached out to him and said, Always, every year I ask him, well, do you, you know, want a gift or do you want to come out and visit me? And every year it's, I want to come and spend time with you. And it's not about the gifts that he gets when he gets here. It's about the time that we spend together just making memories. Um, In fact, because he's turning 18, he even asked me if we could get matching tattoos he wants to get a tattoo with his aunt, right? And I'm like, how many kids? You know, and he'll be 18. He can make that own decision. I wouldn't, you know, I would guide him. I'm not going to tell him what he can and can't do, but I'm going to certainly guide him. And I told him, like, I don't want anything crazy on me either. Yeah. (laughs) For your listening audience, you know, I do have several tattoos, so it wouldn't be my first one, right? But how many young men, like, you know, have that relationship sometimes with a big influence in their life that they're willing to say, hey, can we get matching tattoos? In fact, his first tattoo is going to be Roman numerals of his parents' birthdays. That's the Aww, first that's cool. Getting. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah well, just, yeah. I love that you say it's the time. So, you know, I think a lot of times we think we need to get our kids involved in sports and extracurricular activities and, you know, getting together with friends and just, we're keeping them busy, busy, busy. And that can be, you know, fine. That can be good until it becomes overwhelming for you as the parent. And you start to resent all the appointments and all the things that you're running your kids to. You know, I always said in our home that we're, we're happy to have our kiddo in sports as long as it was still fun for us because we enjoy watching him. Right. But if it started to become like, Oh, I don't want to go. And you know, he's not putting any effort in, or he just didn't really want to be there. It's like, why are we doing this? You know, what we, there's no reason to be doing it. And, and I also am a big fan of kids being bored. It's okay to be bored. In fact, that is usually where more creativity happens and 
more adventure happens when kids are bored because they do, they need to come up with things to entertain themselves and or the parents. Um, same thing. So get off the screens, be bored for a while and see what happens. You talk about streamlining your day and then making sure that you're incorporating some fun into the day. So it's not just about the schedule all the time. So share a little bit about that. Well, I, I love to inspire people. Okay. So those of you listening in, this doesn't, fun does not take a lot of money and it certainly doesn't like have to be like over the top, right? I mean, sometimes just even going to the dollar store and getting fun, funky glasses or, you know, the boingy things for your head. I don't know what they call them. I just call them boingy things, right? After Halloween is a great time to pick up costumes, dirt cheap, right? So here's the thing, like imagine going to pick up your kids from school in costume or funky glasses, or you come home from work and you have a superhero cape on, right? Your kids see you in such a different light and they might be like rolling their eyes at first, but I'm here to tell you secretly deep down, they're like, oh my God, my parents are so cool. My parents are so cool because they're doing something that's out of the box. See, when we, we kind of forget how to be kids ourselves. Like, what did you love to do as a five-year-old, right? And like, you talked about that creativity. It's like being bored is okay. And how many times have you bought in your kids something and they're more interested in the box that it came in than the actual item, right? Because it allows them to, you know, like big boxes, allow them to create forts. I mean, as a kid, oh my gosh, the things that, you know, my brother and I came up with, so much creativity. Like I had gotten one year, one of those bouncy horses, you know, for like when I was like three or four years old. Right. And then eventually outgrew it. Like I couldn't be on the bouncy horse, but you know what I used to do with the bouncy horse? We had a rec room downstairs in the basement. And so I would put the bouncy horse in front of the couch and I would pretend now this is dating me little house on the prairie. Right. And like, I would be like, you know, like in my pretend covered wagon and I would go and I would can goods off the pantry shelf and put them in on the couch, you know, in my covered wagon. And like, it's okay. It's okay to not have to be entertaining all the time, right? Because that's where then as adults, we are on the hamster wheel of life because we're doing, 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 doing instead of just being. Like you being and showing your kids that it's okay just to sit and relax. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's family game time. I, I still to this day love playing games. Like I love to bring out board games and just have fun and laugh. Right. And it can be, they can be, I, I don't care what kind of, one of my favorite games growing up was payday. And I'm always looking for that game. Like I have it here at my house. Like I go and I play payday. Games are super fun. I love the fact, I love what you're saying though, about even coming home from work and having, having a costume in the car or having something so that when you first walk in the door, um, you're doing something that's going to catch your ki- your kid's curiosity. They're going to be like, what is mom doing now? Or what is mom going to do today? And anytime we can get our kids to wonder what we're going to do next, 
it helps get them out of their fight or flight or their conning or scheming or their sneakiness or their whatever, you know, and trying to, to, uh, you know, like where we're wondering, oh, how are, how's our kid going to behave today? Or what kind of a mood is our kid going to be in when they get home? It's almost like it helps you shift that focus and shift that energy and be like, you're going to set the stage for how things are going to go after a really long day at work and school. Um, and you're going to do something fun, turning on music. I mean, it's so easy now. If you have an Alexa, you can just have Alexa play a song. I I like to say, you know, play a song, not just your favorite song and start dancing around, but put ask Alexa to play one of your kids' favorite songs, which is so hard sometimes because if you don't like your kid, the kids, same kind of music your kid's listening to, you can just be like, all right. All right. But if you start dancing to a song that your kid likes, your teenager likes or whatever, I mean, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, mom, you're so weird. You're, you know, whatever. But just like you say, secretively, they are like, okay, they're curious about this and they think it's kind of fun and kind of cool. Well, it is. I, I love dance parties, right? And one of the things that I've taken upon myself is if anybody's ever watched Seinfeld and the Elaine dance, right? And how oh, I, I do that all the time and on the so dance floor. I do a version of the Elaine dance and they call it the Julie Jones dance, right? And it's just, again, it's fun because it makes people laugh and smile. Like, right? Like, I mean, again, it's that, it, it, and it's just little things. Like, even when you were talking, I remember I have a love. And to this day, I still will. Like, if I go past a park and I see a swing, I love to swing. I'll go and I'll take the time to swing. Run through a fountain. Like, just do something crazy that your kids never expected that you would do and they're going to join in. It's it's in those moments. Like, if you question it, do it, right? Like, just do it. Or just, you know, come home and say, okay, like, you know, we're going outside and we're going to play. We're going for a walk. Like, break up the routine. Break mm-hmm. up the routine and start figuring out ways to say yes to life opportunities is key. Like, I know growing up in the Midwest, even out here in Arizona, they still have it. People have beautiful holiday light displays. You know, it doesn't take much. It doesn't cost any money to go and then sing Christmas carols, sing, you know, or talk about your favorite Christmas memory or whatever it is. Like there's, there's so many different ways that you can have conversations, you know, um, instead of, you know, like, did you get your homework done or did you do this or did you do that? How about, you know, like, what was the greatest thing you learned in school today? Or who's your best friend? Like, find out, you know, because the more you open up now, again, like, I'll bring up my nephew, right? Like, when he came to visit me the last time, and I knew he was going through some tough times, and he wasn't opening up to his parents, but he was certainly opening up to me, you know, and, and telling me and talking to me and asking me for my advice, because I gave him that space. I wasn't grilling him, number one. And number two, it's like, you know, because I've talked to him about so many other things that are important to him. What is important, you know, to to your kids? And even if you don't have kids and you're listening in, I, you know, there might be people that are like godparents or, you know, they're, they're teachers or they have some type of influence on kids. You know, kids have feelings, they have dreams, they have goals. They're just, you know, little versions of adults and of, and what you can do now is going to be so impactful as they grow up. 
That's really important that you said that. I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned that because we do have listeners that aren't parents, but are providers or caregivers or, you know, influencers in some way, shape or form um, to kiddos. And I think sometimes as parents, you know, we feel bad when our kids aren't opening up to us and they're not sharing with us. But it makes sense that sometimes they won't because if all we're doing is directing and guiding and providing structure and telling them what they need to do and how they need to do it. Um, and not really learning about them and what their interests are and what they, you know, what they're going through. If we're spending all our time trying to um, just pave the way for them, you know, they're going to, they need support from someone. And, and so it's, it's, I never feel bad if my kiddo doesn't tell me something and reaches out to, you know, one of his aunts or uncles um, or coaches or a friend and confides in them because I think that that is important. But sometimes I think as parents, we take offense to that, you know, and we get all, all worried that, you know, well, why is our kid sharing with someone else? Well, maybe it's just because they're protecting us. Sometimes they're protecting us from an emotion or a feeling or something that, because they don't think we can handle it all. If the only time we, or the only thing we're doing when our kids come to us with a problem or an issue or a feeling or whatever is trying to fix it and correct it for them, they're going to stop coming to us because they don't want us to fix it and correct it. They just want to be able to have the conversation. Do you know what? That was a really good point, Jackie, because I think sometimes not only with our kids, but with everyone, right? It's setting that expectation of the conversation. You know, like, first of all, first and foremost, if you do want to have that conversation, like asking the person if it's a good time to have that conversation. Like, if you want to talk to your child, it's like there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, because you don't know what's going on for them at any given moment. Is this a good time for us to have a conversation about X? And let them know what you want to talk about. And this this is, you know, for adults as well, because sometimes the mind goes to, okay, what did I do wrong? you know, like that, you know, now I'm going to have to hear about it. Right. And then ask in the conversation, like if, if your child is coming to you and they're older, cause I think of teenagers is like, do you want me to be a listening board or is this something that you're looking for help with and let them tell you what they're looking for? Because sometimes I think all of us in communication, we're so quick to want to offer advice or offer help or fix the problem or whatever the situation is. And people just want to be heard. They just mm-hmm. want to vent. They just want a sounding board, you know, and maybe they come back to you later on and ask you for that. But like, if you're always the one like telling them what to do or giving them, you know, advice or help, that's probably why they're going to somebody else that's just willing to listen. Right. And as teenagers, a lot of times they don't want to hang out with us. They want to be with their friends. They want to be with other people. But that doesn't mean we can't incorporate some fun and have some fun moments with them. And that's why, again, I love the idea of walking in the door after work and doing something, you know, silly or crazy, waking them up in the morning with, you know, some kind of, you know, your clothes on backwards or, you know, um, just, you know, coming in and singing a song to wake them up or doing something, just little random things that introduce some fun and let them know that you're having fun. And also doing things on your own where you're not always having to be with your kids either. And that, that your purpose is all about your kids. The kids need to see that you are doing things that are fun and that you enjoy and that you're pursuing your dreams and your goals and and that, that can be outside of them. Right. Because that will inspire them, you know, and I, and I know sometimes that it can happen. Your dreams and goals that you had that have gone unachieved are not designed now for your kids to live out for you. 
It's like they have their own ideas. And so if you just make that small shift and you say, you know what? Like, I'm going to start to do what it is that I want to be doing to to whatever degree that is. Again, that will inspire them to find their own dreams and their own goals because there's nothing I, I know. Like, I know growing up sometimes um, I was a rule follower, but I was also like a, a rebel at times. And if you told me no, I was figuring out yes all day long. Like yeah. people most times don't like to be told what to do. You know, like there, there's so much growth in being able to figure things out for ourselves, right? Yeah, and- absolutely. And I think as ki- as kids get into those teenagers, tween and teenagers, when we're supposed to be allowing them more independence, we get fearful and afraid and we start to pull in the reins and not allow them to take risks or to do things because we're so worried about them getting hurt or something bad happening. And I totally understand that I have a teenager right now and he's a senior. The more we're pulling in the reins and being afraid, the more the kid is going to push harder and then probably take some risky more risk-taking decisions and make some bigger mistakes. But I do feel like um, we need to be allowing our kids the freedom and the flexibility fall on their face while they're still in the comfort of our own home so that when they do mess up big time, we are there to um, to guide them and to, and to help them through it. Um, so let's real quick talk about the work that you do, because um, Julie, you are there for, yes, the entrepreneur or for the person that is kind of stuck in their job and not feeling fulfilled and really wanting to pursue something else for the, you know, last half of their life or so, right? Um, and so talk a little bit about Stop Waiting and Start Living, but also about the adventures of Julie Jones, the programs, the coaching that you offer. And you also have Get Shit Done Coaching, which... I love because you're not just about, oh, all the fun and all the whatever you are like, okay, we need to, we need to get some stuff done. You can't just be talking about it. Let's take some fierce action here. Right. Well, because I always tell people there's a difference between being busy, as I call it, woo busy. I mean, like that's a standard answer. Anybody asks you anytime what's going on? Oh, I'm busy. Yes, we're all busy. Let's just like, like just table that we're all busy, but busy doing what? Right. Because I really want people to be living life and being in the moment and stop doing, 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 doing is really what it's all about. And so when you can streamline some of your activities and what you're doing and really take a look at what's most important in setting your priorities, then everything else will fall into place. See, I mean, it's kind of that combination of you know, like we, we all know like that myth about the harder you work, the more successful you will be. That's not necessarily the case. You know, it's, it's really about we've got this life and how are you choosing to live it? So not too long ago, I just did my first two day live event. And so my goal with it was to really truly just have people be. They were going to learn and they were going to have breakthroughs, which they did. But it was in the moments that they were probably unexpected moments. So at an adult two-day live event, I had face painting and I had balloon animals and I had balls and I had games and I had hula hoops and I had music and I had dancing, right? And costumes. And costumes, yes. Because of those are, and, and people played full out and they participated because it brought them back to a time where like you just love life and you just went 
for it. You weren't worried about what everybody else thought. And as we get to be adults, you know, like so much of this, what I call stinking thinking gets in our way. And we start worrying about what everybody's going to say, what everybody's going to think. Nobody really cares about you at that moment. Everybody's worried about and focused in on themselves. But when you just be and you have fun and you're authentic to who you are, that's also inspiring to your kids because then they're not learning that they have to be a certain way in order to fit in. Like we were all given gifts by God. I'm such a big believer in this. And we all have a message and a purpose to live out. So it's like, stop the comparison and stop, you know, my last name's Jones, right? Stop keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. You know, it's really where you are at is where you are meant to be. And it is perfect. It is perfect. And if we can incorporate more of that, you know, for everyone, I just, it it will, it will start to like facilitate even more self-love. Because I really believe, too, that that's like a big key point that's missing for a lot of people is they don't love who they are. They don't love what they bring to the party. So, you know, there's this competitive nature that starts to, you know, to play a role. And so I'm just all about like, hey, listen, like how can we incorporate what's most important to you and how do you really truly want to live your life? And people are coming to me because really, honestly, they're forgetting they're forgetting the element of fun, fun and adventure. And again, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money and it's blowing up the box and getting back to what's most important to you. What lights your soul and lights your passion? That's what I do for people. I I just, yeah, I absolutely love that, Julie. And you, you, um, you help people find, find themselves again, I think, right. Find the fun and the interest and all of that. And that builds confidence. And when we're confident in our own skin and we're comfortable with who we are, we do so much better in every area. And it is such a better, um, we're much better role models for our kids too. Then all the problems, all the things that come in, we can just, like you say, you know, going back to the flat tire, um, you know, we can say, yep, that was a problem. That was it, but we dealt with it. We overcame it. And now we're on with the rest of our day. It's not a total bad day. Right. Um, and, and we're good. So I just, I absolutely love you. How can people get in touch with you, get a hold of you if they are like, Hey, I need to hook up with this Julie Jones and I want more fun in my life as an adult. Uh, how can they find you, Julie? Well, the easiest way is um, juliejones.biz. That's my website. And you can, you know, go to the website. I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram a little bit. Like, you know, we'll have the links, I'm sure, in the show notes that people can find me. And then I also want to talk before we go to, I want tell us about your new TV show, because this is amazing. I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. So, yes, I have a television show that just launched. It is called Stop Waiting, Start Living, and it's available on Roku, uh, Amazon Fire, Apple, as well as the internet, and it's found on the Zondra Network, so ZTV, like Z as in zebra, and it's really designed to inspire people to start living again. You know, we all get knocked down in life, and it's like how we respond and how we get back up is really what is, you know, most important. You're just amazing. I'm so glad that you are are here and available for parents. Parents, reach out to Julie. Give her a call and see if you're a good fit to do some coaching with her. Once you meet Julie, you'll be you're gonna face your fear 
for one, any fears, any worries, any whatever doubts that you have about what you're, and you're going to take massive inspired action. You just cannot help it when you're in Julie's company. So thank you so much for being here today, Julie. Thank you so much again for having me, Jackie. And I look forward to talking to anyone who wants to have some more fun in their life. Thank you for tuning in to the No Problem Parenting Podcast. Join Jackie next time for more tips, tools, and resources that will help you become the confident leader your kids crave you to be. Who do you know that we could support on their parenting journey? Like this podcast, subscribe, share, or leave a review of the show. Your support of the No Problem Parenting Podcast pays it forward and helps us help more families.